Hi, I'm John Sullivan with 401k Specialist, and you are listening to the 401k Specialist Podcast, a news and information resource to help 401k advisors optimize their business and outperform for their clients. This week, we are joined by author, speaker, personal finance expert, and host of the Chris Hogan Show, Chris Hogan, to discuss 401k withdrawals in the wake of the CARES Act. Chris, CARES Act legislation has been passed, and it makes it much easier for workers to take money from their 401k. But as we know, what we can do is not always what we should do. And you are on record as being adamantly opposed to taking money from the 401k, even in the current crisis. How are you keeping people on track and invested? And what advice do you have for financial professionals who are wrestling with the same issue? Yeah, you know, definitely the CARES Act uh, was was brought about in an, in an effort to be able to help people during this pandemic. And, you know, in my mind, having, you know, spent 20 plus years in this industry of helping people not only realize their dreams, but begin to prepare and have a plan. My immediate thought was, my goodness, we're going to have people stealing from their future to clean up their current situation. And I, you know, I, I know that as a knee jerk reaction, a lot of times that can be the first place people think, but I wanted people to really kind of to really take a second here and really think about the magnitude of it. Because the goal in growing money is to be able to have some to be able to spend later. And so we have to be careful. And I've clearly, I've been on record of telling people, you know, the only time you should look at touching a 401k is to avoid a bankruptcy or to prevent a foreclosure. Other than that, I would much rather you look at taking on a second job or looking for other ways to go about making ends meet right now. Understood. Uh, you know, one of our past cover subjects, Tom Zagainer, who is CEO of America's Best 401k, he said that it was going to be a Pandora's box that was going to open with the CARES Act and that everybody would be taking money from their 401k just because it's human behavior to do so if it's made easier. He went back and he looked at the plans that his company manages, and he was very surprised to find that it was actually a very low number of people who were taking from their plan. Are you finding the same thing, Chris? And if so, are you surprised by that? I am. I actually, I thought there would be a bigger run on 401ks than there have been. Uh, and that's right now. And this, I, I think we, we could, I'd caution too much celebration because of the situation you have right now with the additional $600 people are getting in the unemployment. Uh, right now, that extra 600 a week is due to run out at the end of July. And so I think if we're not careful, there could be a large run on 401ks when we get into August. Uh, but my hope is, is that people are looking at this, they're stabilizing their situation. They've been going into what I've been calling conserve mode. Uh, John, I've been telling people, I want you to conserve the resources that you have, really start to mitigate and get rid of the unnecessary things and really scale back lifestyle right now until your income stabilizes. So I'm I'm excited that people haven't had a, a massive run, but I'm, I'm leery that that might happen uh, here in the next couple months if if our economy doesn't stabilize. I think that's a perfect segue to the next question here, which is about emergency savings accounts. I think if anything that the current crisis has taught us is that, that there is a definite need for emergency savings accounts. What should they entail? What should they include? And what's the easiest way from a behavioral standpoint, Chris, to get going on one? Well, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I've been teaching on the emergency fund and the importance for years, but I think in this pandemic, the people that have it were very grateful that they had it and people without it realized the importance of having it. The goal of the emergency fund is that extra cushion between you and life. 
because the unexpected can happen. I mean, who on God's green earth would have ever predicted we'd be dealing with a pandemic on a global scale? I mean, that's not anything anyone could have ever fathomed. And so that unknown is the goal of the emergency fund. And so what is it? Well, it's a cushion between you and life. It's you looking at your budget and understanding how much do you need to run your household month in and month out? Once you do that and know that number, I advise people to have a three to six month emergency fund. Now, three months, if you are both working stable jobs and you're both a teacher or an accountant, that's fine. But if you're self-employed or a commissioned salesperson, you want to err on the side of a six-month emergency fund. And I advise people to keep it liquid. It's not an investment. Uh, You want to hold that in a money market account or somewhere that you can get to it if life causes you to need it. Understood. It seems like it's, as you said, a cushion against, we we don't know black swan events and when they're going to hit and where they're going to come from, but having that is a cushion against that blow. It sure is, without a doubt. And it's important. And and it's one of those where we all have had smaller unforeseen things pop up, uh, car repairs or something to our home or something with one of our kids. But this is on a massive scale. And so I think people are waking up and they're saying, John, to me on my show, The Chris Hogan Show, never again do I want to be in this situation. And so I think it's serving as a wake up call for people to get really much more focused on this emergency fund. Understood. Now, obviously, the current crisis has upended a lot of retirement plans, uh, the people who were pre-retirees getting ready to retire. One of the things that we hear so much about is sequence of return risk or the risk of retiring into a down market. Obviously, it could be devastating to the portfolio because you're selling at the bottom in order to fund uh, just everyday basic needs. And at the same time, the, the assets are there, therefore no longer available for the rebound that is sure to come. Do you have any tips uh, for maybe minimizing or mitigating sequence of return risk? Well, I think, you know, as you begin to look at this, I think you hit the nail on the head in talking about, you know, pulling money out in a down market. Uh, it does remove the opportunity for rebound. Uh, for the people that were nearing retirement, I'm talking to some and I've told them, you're going to have to change your expectations. Uh, and this might mean staving off retirement for a year or two. Uh, it might mean a part-time job if you're in retirement. But really looking at this and being open and honest, I think the tendency is, is when things happen that that we didn't predict or they're not going as planned, we tend to pout. And and in pouting, instead of having an active plan, what it can do is cause us to make knee-jerk reactions. And so I've been telling people, connect with your investment professional, look at your asset allocation, understand what the rebound may look like, but also let's come up with a plan that allows you to mitigate any missing out on the rebound. We all know the rebound is coming. This pandemic is new, but this is something that we've seen this type of thing before where it's affected our the stock market, whether we're dealing with Y2K or 9-11 or the SARS situation in 02 and 03, where the market was down 12%, but it rebounded and grew to 19. And then most recently in 07 and 09 in the Great Recession, we've seen this. But the stock market is a living and breathing thing. When things are going well, it will climb. When things are pessimistic or not going well, it will fall. But the reality is this roller coaster will come back. I don't have a crystal ball, but I know it's coming back. (laughs) Understood. Well, uh, you know, I'm really going to date myself here with this next question. But uh, in the vein of the old commercial, taste great, less filling, uh, we want to talk a little bit about Roth 401ks versus traditional 401ks. Can you give us an overview of when it's appropriate to use each? 
Well, I, I am a huge proponent of Roth. And, you know, for your listeners out there, whenever you hear Roth, you're talking about dealing with after-tax dollars, which is going to give you tax-free growth. It's going to give you an opportunity for the government not to touch this money anymore. And not every company out there will offer one of those. And so the traditional 401k obviously is better than nothing. And that's money putting money in pre-tax, where you've got a great opportunity to be able to save for the future. The beauty of both of those 401ks is that once it's set up, you're essentially out of the way. And it doesn't require you to remember anything. It re- it's just an this automated process that can happen. And as I tell people, regardless of, of if you only have a, a, the advantage to take, a, take advantage of one of them, one is better than none. Because if you don't save and invest now, you're not going to get to spend later. And so it's very important for us to have that plan. Understood. So, um, Chris, for the the workers that have lost their jobs at this point, um, you know, we heard so much about this rollover tsunami that was going to happen uh, with 401ks as baby boomers retired. The fiduciary rule with the Department of Labor that came in and kind of put a damper on that somewhat. Um, Do you think it's still wise to roll out of a plan if you've lost a job or is it better to leave the assets with the employer to take advantage of break points and any kind of economies of scale? Well, you know what? I, I feel like, you know, it's really going to be based on the individual. I, I love the opportunity for people to be able to roll it over, uh, to be able to have the freedom, to be able to have their money move with them. Uh, and I'm not talking about cashing out. I'm talking about just the direct rollover. Because here's the goal. Just because you leave that job doesn't mean you don't still need money to grow. And so I think it's very important for us to be aware. Uh, it's absolutely imperative to sit down with an investment professional to talk about your risk tolerance, to really look look at your allocation and understand what changes need to be made. The problem is, is that people tend to treat their 401k like, like it's, it's, it's this old thing that they get involved with at once and leave it alone. <laughs> sure. I'm advising people, you need to be talking to and communicating with your investment professional quarterly. Like if you're married, you and your spouse need to go sit down and talk about this. This individual is on your team and they're helping you prepare for your future. We need to treat it with the right respect. Really, Chris, so you advocate for once a quarter. You know, we hear so much about put the money in there. You know, Jack Bogle used to say, just, you know, throw away those quarterly statements, you know, maybe look at it once a year, but just let it do its thing or you're going to overthink it. Um, But you seem to be taking a different different tact with that. Well, I think that people fear what they don't understand. And so I think having this involvement and connection to it and having this open communication with your investment professional, what it does is it creates this knowledge growth where you can start to see it. Um, I've talked to a, a lot of the people that call in my show and they're like, Chris, I know this is a down market. I'm not opening my statements right now. I said, that's a good thing because your 401k probably looks more like a 201k right now, but we know it's going to come back. But see, it's a different level when you're communicating with someone that understands the market versus someone that doesn't and they're panicking. And regardless of where you are, I want you on that spectrum. You need to have the kind of relationship with your investment professional that you can give them him or her a phone call and start just to talk about your questions. And I think communication helps to provide calm and patience for people moving forward. Chris, you've talked about market performance in some of the past uh, pandemics that we've experienced, some of the past recessions. But what about investor behavior? Circling back for just a minute to the fact that a lot of people have not really taken out uh, money from their 401k, and and thank goodness for that. But uh, how does it compare to what we've seen in the past with some of the past recessions? And is, you know, the, the message getting out or what experts like yourself doing finally getting through? 
Well, I, you know what my hope is, John, is that the situation we dealt with in 07 and 09, the Great Recession, there was a lot more people pulling money out of 401ks. There was a lot of money pulled out of the market in a mass rush. And I think a lot of people have learned the lesson. I'm hoping anyway, because once you eject out of the market, you do, as you mentioned appropriately, you take away the opportunity for the rebound. So I am ho- I'm hoping that people learn from that and they're understanding that this is a roller coaster ride. And right now we are on a ride that is going on a serious dip, but it's going to come back. And we hear all this talk about the different types of economy models that we're looking at, whether it's a, you know, a V or a U or a W. And, you know, the regardless of this is everything ends in talking about things coming back and moving forward. And so I just advise people to remember, you invest for the long haul. That means five years or longer. And if you just look at the history of the market and you ride this out, it's going to come back. This is great. Chris Hogan, 360.com and Ramsey Solutions. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you to our listeners. Once again, I'm John Sullivan with the 401k Specialist Podcast. 